Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of False Mud, where decks are not optimized, but are plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Yeah. And we're back. We took a little hiatus. We're back. We, uh, I have so much work lately. Uh, getting in the way. Darn capitalism. Uh, and Bruce <laughs> has been taking nice vacations. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, you're, you're taking a vacation soon. Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I don't stop taking vacations. I got camping trips, and I got a month in Greece. So uh, we got to figure out, uh, have to double up on some podcasts here, so our our friendly listeners aren't left hanging. Yeah, um, so. but today uh, we've got a uh, deck tale, Ooh! <laughs> um, which will just set the the mood so nice because uh, we got everyone's favorite color. Blue, uh, Bruce <laughs> against all uh, advisement made a mono blue deck, um, and uh, well, he's, he's yeah, here to tell you about it. Right, and it wasn't just to be clear. I'm I'm not the mono blue guy. However, Muzio is part of the uh, the world of conspiracy. Oh. He's on Pollyano, and I loved conspiracy and i have sort of made it a quasi effort to try and make commanders out of all of the Pagliano commanders thus queen marchesa marchesa the black rose uh i had one for um oh god what's the name of the king uh brago thank you brago our ghost king and now muzio and uh obviously grenzo and uh so i've been cruising along along through the uh through the through these folks and it was time for Muzio. So thus, while the deck is blue, honestly with Muzio's ability, it's not really blue so much as it is artifacts. So um, real quick, Muzio, visionary art architect. It costs one blue blue, it's a one three creature. Most importantly though, for three and a blue, you can tap Muzio and it says, look at the top X cards of your library where X is the highest mana value among artifacts you control. You may put an artifact card from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Yeah. So you're getting free artifacts. So it's free artifacts. I've worked it out. Uh, if you check out the list on Architect, you're gonna see that fully a third of the deck is artifacts. Um, and a lot of those are high mana cost artifacts. So uh, the goal really is to get a get a, get one of the artifacts that costs somewhere between you know one, two, or three mana. Get that out there, preferably a mana rock of some kind, help speed things along, and then start flipping and start uh, activating Muzio whenever you can. The way I see it is not only does, does the artifact come into play, but realistically, it's a second card draw. Yeah. Because you're pulling it off the top and it's coming into play. This is as though you had an extra card. Uh, I mean, it just makes sense. Um, I, I like, you know, I, I like the way it plays. So, um, so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to put it together. Um, something my decks are always lacking is card draw. So, when you <laughs> add this in there, you're already talking about a little bit of extra card draw. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's sort of where I wanted to go. It's a uh, to me. It's interesting because uh, you know you're you're you can put an artifact from among them onto the battlefield. Cool, you're getting that free artifact, yep. um, and it doesn't have to be like there's no X restriction other than 
you're looking at the top X cards of your library, you know? Yes. Um, so like you're, you want the, the high cost, uh, artifacts to not only feed that X so you can look deeper, right. but also, uh, you want the high X or the high cost artifacts to be able to get them out for free. Uh, right. Which I mean, nice. realistically, the first couple times you use Muzio, you're using it to find another artifact that costs more than the one you're currently using. Because mm. uh, I have found that once you get an artifact that costs five, you're looking at the top five cards, you're probably finding something juicy that you actually want to see the battlefield. Yeah. Maybe it's not always going to be the most expensive card, but you'll find something you want. So to me, five seems to be the sweet spot. So um, you'll see a lot of artifacts in this deck that cost five or more. Um, Yeah. And like, I mean, by the time that you're getting to that five, every time you activate Muzio, like you're getting a a significant percentage of what is left of your library. Uh, Right. So. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah. I I like, I mean, the land base seems fairly straightforward. A lot of... uh, colorless mana being made which is cool but like also some ways to use the blue uh with like things like uh uh what is it uh i just had it buried ruin buried nope academy ruins um yeah you know like obviously that's super helpful if you know for whatever reason somebody gets something into the graveyard uh but like uh i also like the inclusion of uh water market uh which is just like you know it's it's a fun silly little thing that if somebody doesn't want you to play you can just swap it out for it it was funny because as i was as i was putting the deck together i was rounding off the last of the cards and um unfortunately i I had 20 uh snow-covered islands oh so and i knew i wanted my land count to hit 40 so i was starting to stretch a little bit as far as what cards to put in and i noticed that a lot of the cards that i had in the deck had watermarks so i started actually looking at it to see how many this would work for and i think it's eight so not ideal but it's there um so we'll uh you know eventually when it comes up because i haven't it hasn't seen play yet but if it comes into play and i find that it's mostly just a dead card um then maybe you know find a maze of if you know i don't know oh who knows you know splurge and get another snow-covered island Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see uh where like where do you see this deck going because like you've you've been having a lot of luck with this deck right like you've been or not luck i guess (laughs) i feel like that's it's putting you down as a deck builder but you know what i mean oh no you've been doing pretty well right i've so i've had three games so far and one of them was a win one was fine the other one uh the deck exploded played really well and then i got burned by a mass by mass removal and for whatever reason just could not find i just couldn't hit that restart button so um so it it has gone off really well so i think that's uh so i'm you know i'm still excited i'm excited by what the deck can do yeah Uh, i just got to figure out you know a little more resilience Maybe not, uh, you know, go for the maybe not go for the gusto every single time, and you know, try and try and figure out a way to make the deck restart. So, yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, I, what 
what I wasn't expecting was uh, the importance of keeping a lot of cards in your hand. If you've got seven cards in your hand and you have ways to draw cards and put cards on the top of your library, whether it's the ponders and, uh, or however else you're doing it, um, that proves to be really advantageous because your opening hand, you start with seven. If I've got a couple of nine mana cards, you know, all it takes is, is one way to draw a card and then put a card back on top and now activate Muzio. Boom! I've already got my massive creature out. So it was, yeah. you know, it's, that's proven to be really good. Like I said, the issue that I'm finding was that as the game went long, my, the, the number of cards in hand dwindled. So then I was having to literally rely on the cards that Muzio was flipping over to find anything. Um, and if you don't, uh, if you can't pull that off, then it gets a little tricky. So, yeah. yeah. And so, like, is your play group starting to like understand where Muzi is coming from like i like i i notice here in your your list currently yeah uh, as of recording library manipulation has one card yeah uh, and like i know that that kind of goes into your whole philosophy of kind of like with it's the same with grenzo where it's just like kind yeah of just like just do the thing and to be fair uh that's sensei's divining top probably coming out hmm. um well it turns out once you get that, you know, once you get that artifact in play that costs, you know, five, well, every time you activate Muzio, you're, flip, you're pulling the top five cards over. You're flipping the top five over. What is Sensei's Divining Top really doing? That's fair, yeah. Reorganizing the three of them, uh, who cares? I'm looking at five. So it, it's just giving it's, you a preview of whether you should do it or not. <laughs> right. Or it's one of the five cards and it only costs one mana. Yeah. You know, you want to draw it, but at the same time, it's not really working out the way you want. So, um, yeah, so it goes back and so I'm not sure that that really needs to be there. So. I guess that's that's very similar to, say, like, I mean, like, that's, that's you know, the ponder on a stick type of thing, right? Like, yeah. but, like, you don't have ponder on this list. Um, no. And, like, I think that uh, that's obviously intentional to an extent, but uh, was there ever... Was it ever there? Um, it was for a little while. And then it was a, a lot like what you were talking about. I, Grenzo has already been, it, it already is leaning towards being a control deck mm -hmm. where, you know, you can use other cards to put cards at the bottom of your library. And I can very much control what's at the bottom of the library and when it gets flipped. Well, with Muzio, you're just controlling the top of your library and deciding when you're going to use Muzio to, to see those cards. I really kind of like the randomness to it. And you're, at least with my play group, Muzio stops being a target because they're like, well, Bruce doesn't even know what's coming. So what's the big deal? Now, I appreciate that that's not the correct way to play against this deck. The correct way to play is to take out Muzio and keep him gone. But... But that's sad. It's sad, and... Once Muzio activates a couple of times, people start looking at this and going, okay, so what's worse, Muzio or the Triplicate Titan? Well, the Triplicate Titan is, is going to come over and do nine damage of flying trample vig damage. So that's got to be made, 
we got to get that gone, especially because when it works with on the next turn, if, if it's still there and Muzio's still there, I can tap Muzio and, and look at the next nine cards. So suddenly, for whatever reason, Triplicate Titan seems like the threat. That's the card you got to get rid of because nobody wants to be the one that gets rid of Muzio and then has to deal with the Triplicate Titan. Because, you know, to be fair, if you're going to take out my Muzio, then I'm probably going to have to swing at you with my Triplicate Titan. It just seems fair. Right. <laughs> I think too. So, like, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Oh, right. uh, I think with that too. Like, it's it's. I mean, it, like you're you're looking for a reason, obviously, to attack anybody with triplicate titan. It's got visual, and so like you should always yeah. be attacking with it. But like, for somebody to just like get rid of the thing that keeps your deck going, uh, yeah, is is more than enough reason. Um. How much? Yeah. It, like how it, you've got a a bounce spell in here that is just bounce. Like, is that for the the like pr- like protection from mo- removal type thing where it's like? Yeah, and I should have more. Uh, okay. You know, I want. Um, but like more often than not, that's that's for Muzio. And yeah, it's, it, I mean that's that's what it's for. There's there's yeah. a handful of cards that do have enter the battlefield triggers, so that so it can work with that as well. But there should be more ways to protect Muzio, um, and I suspect with the next uh, the next shift in this deck, it's gonna we're gonna see a handful of cards where you know between you know Greaves and Swiftfoot Boots and all the rest, the, right. we'll see a, a standard protection package come in. Um, Probably a little more artifact heavy, obviously, but uh, I, I suspect that's where it, that's where the deck is going to have to go. Right now, it doesn't need to. I just keep playing it out and letting folks sort of figure it out on their own. But um, so we, you know, so far, so far so good. I do like you say. As my opponents get used to the idea of the deck, I suspect I'm going to have to change exactly how the deck works. So yeah, yeah, and so like I like. I like that you kind of speed things up because, like, obviously he doesn't have haste and it's a tap ability. Yeah. Um, so, like, if your opponents are recognizing what this is trying to do and trying to stop that plan, um, yeah. I like the 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 Heartstone and Training Grounds inclusion to just kind of like, you know, not necessarily. Uh, speed it up, but it makes it so that the activation's cheaper, so that you can do more on a turn than just the activation. Um, right. I mean, four man, four man is not cheap, right? Um, especially, uh, you know, when you're still when you're still using six or seven mana. If you're using if you're using up four of it, you've only got three left. <clears throat> now I appreciate this is a blue deck. The best the best thing you can do on your turn is just to say go, mm. wait. And then at the end of the last opponent's turn, use Muzio, do whatever else you're doing. And in the meantime, everybody's wondering if you have counter spells or are going to do something. Um, kind of along but, the same lines too. I like the inclusion of Patriarch Seal and Rings of Bright Earth, where it's like you're you're getting that activation again, so that it's right. not like like if you only have Muzio for a single activation, you still get the value for more than just uh, you know just that one so right and that's and that's really 
that, that's a big chunk of it. I mean, I've I've also included filigree sages and unwinding clock under the untap section. But oh, wonderful! The difficulty with those is, I mean, filigree sages, great, untaps Muzio. Well, but you spent three to do it, and you it spent doesn't. four to tap it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, untapped. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work for that one. But the un, but it's just it's frustrating because you you can't loop. Right. You know, it doesn't give you more activations. So well, and like I think that's where this deck can start to kind of look too. Like I mean, I yeah. don't know if you have an idea of where you want to go with this deck, but like you can start making Muzio an artifact. Uh, there are, I mean, at this point, yeah. there are plenty of ways to to do that. Whether it's uh, Liquid Metal Torque. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two metal, a two mana artifact taps for colorless or taps uh, target an online art, uh, permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types. That type of thing. Or yeah, I mean, liquid metal coatings the same thing just without the uh, the the mana rock nature. Of right. It. Um. So like there are, there are ways to get those yeah. those cards to really work in your favor with Muzio specifically but like you've got so many other artifacts that are once Muzio has done its thing are like progressing your game even further um right do you have any do you have any like cards that like you put in you're like this is like this is the moment like this is the thing that clicked in this deck that I was just like oh you know like with uh with your Grenzo like it it's not Ter- like it with Grenzo specifically, you've got those uh, you know Telgelad stylus type things where it's like this card seems yeah. useless until this came around. Do you have anything like that in here? Well, it was. Let me let me relay the story from the last game. Okay, I got Blink Moth Earn out early. Oh, um, for those who don't know, it's a five mana artifact. At the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase, if Blink Moth Urn is untapped, that player adds one to his or her mana pool for each artifact he or she controls. Now, I had another card out that would let me tap a, cre- tap a creature to do something. And for whatever reason, I got it in my head that Blink Moth Urn was a creature. <laughs> so I thought, it'll be fine. I'll tap, you know, I'll tap it on my turn. It's got Moth in the name. Right. So I'll use the mana... On my pre-combat main phase, I'll tap it during my turn. No one else will get to use it. And then it'll come back to my turn. It'll untap. I'll get to use it again. How great is this going to be in an artifact deck? Because I'm going to get, you know, a whole lot of mana. Um, And that's great. Um, But one, it isn't a creature. So my opponent's got to use it. There's a lot of treasures out there right now. Oh, Uh, yeah. A lot of food tokens. Uh, So I had one opponent... Uh, Ian, who was regularly getting an extra six mana each turn. Um, I approve. I was getting four. Oh, I still approve. So I should have been getting rid of the Blink Moth Urn. However, I couldn't. (laughs) So it just kept going. And in the end, everyone was forgetting that the Urn was giving Ian all this mana. All they were seeing was the results of the mana. Mm. And deciding, you know what? Ian is the real problem in this game. <laughs> not, no, no, not the Blink Moth Urn, which was giving me four mana, but the fact that it was giving Ian six. Right. You know, nobody was worried about the urn. They were worried about what Ian was doing with all of this. So, um, so yeah, it, it, so it worked out. And honestly, even after that, 
I, I have no reason. I, I have no desire to take this out. No. Yeah. No. And I'm I think just, I'm going to leave it, and eventually it's going to blow up in my face, or I'm going to reach a point where it's like, oh, somebody has 15 treasures. I guess I'm not using Blink Mother, but I think it. I think it's very interesting. I think it's it's to me this is a card that does have that effect that you're talking about, where it's just like other people will find ways to get more value out of it than you, but you're still getting the value out of it that you want. Um, yeah. And I think like Howling Mine is a very similar uh, card for me where like, right. if you've, so like I have Howling Mine in my uh, Galazeth Prismari deck, right? And uh, there have been times where I could tap it to make mana because that's what Prismari does. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have to use that mana. I can just leave it tapped, right? And then it right. would turn off the, the Howling Mine for everyone else. And then on my untap, I would finally get it back. But I knew going into that 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 would just put more pressure on me, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I think with, with the Blink Mother, like if you were to turn it off, Eon would destroy you. <laughs> uh, Eon would focus on like getting you to untap that blink modern mm. or whatever um and like to, that's to kind be, of go ahead right and to be fair ian did eventually destroy me right i mean by then the blink modern was long gone and forgotten but yeah yeah oh, uh <laughs> and I, I like i mean i think that's the thing with howling mine too is that like sure i'm getting everybody else an extra card but mm -hmm. i'm also getting that extra card and like that's kind of how i see like playing optimally you know like yeah. it's like sure i could do that and yeah sure like strategically it might be the best idea for me to turn it off but i think like overall where's the fun in that and i think right um i think to leave that in is a wise choice with regards to how you want to be playing the game right um but yeah that's sick uh yeah. <laughs> um there's so go ahead so one of the other ones Mm -hmm. Shimmer Shimmer Dragon. Oh yes. So it's a four and two blue dragon. It's not an artifact, so Musio's not helping you here. It's a five six flyer, so that's pretty good. Um, as long as you control four or more artifacts, Shimmer Dragon has hexproof. So in other words, it always has hexproof <laughs> because by the time I've got the mana to cast it, I'm probably I, I have that many artifacts. Yes. Yeah. So it says tap two untapped artifacts you control. Draw a card. Now, it doesn't say that this has to be done as a sorcery. So, you just wait until the end of your last opponent's turn. Tap whatever artifacts that you have, because a card like Blink Mothern doesn't tap to do anything. Uh, Sapphire Medallion doesn't tap to do anything. So, just tap those, draw an extra card, and then do your untap and draw your usual card. This thing has been an all-star for me. I... I bet, especially with I, Unwinding Clock. Right, and I haven't even had Unwinding Clock hit yet. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm drawing an extra three, two or three cards per turn at the end of an opponent's turn. Most of my opponents are like, oh, that's not good. But at the same time, they're sort of like, well, but we're not really going to do anything about it. And it just sort of rolls along. So... Um, yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that you can control it. 
It's like, no, I already have too many cards. I don't want my opponents to see that I'm discarding cards so that they're reminded of how many options I have. So you can choose not to use it. It does. It's not a forced draw. So, um, so you can go back and forth, and yeah. And Shimmer Dragon has been great for me. Nice. So, yeah. Um. That's that's brilliant. That's that's wonderful. Um, uh, Inkwell Leviathan. Uh, is that just because it's a, a big blue? Oh, it's an artifact. Holy sh! Big blue artifact. Yes. I I just saw that now. Amazing. Yeah. Never mind. I don't have oh, to yeah. ask that question. Yeah. Um, that one and uh, Magic Mirror is the other big blue artifact. So mm. six blue, blue, blue legendary artifact. Love that. I mean, and it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, with what you were talking about before with like, you know, having a lot of cards in hand, Magic Mirror is. Uh, oh, yeah. Ideal for that. Um, yeah. Granted, you know, you, maybe you're never like getting the extended card drop, but like. Because it's so slow, but the uh, the no maximum hand size is obviously it's really slow. But at the same time, with Muzio, you can luck out and, and put this thing out early. Yeah, um, I, I think I've had it as early as turn five, um, and then that game lasted fifteen turns, and the mirror sort of just sat there the whole time. So um, it it worked out really well for me. One of the ones I want to talk about? Yeah. Tika's Dragon. Never heard. We just mentioned new new cards. This one's really old. This one's out of Mirage. Um, for whatever reason, I noticed it when I was sorting through cards one day, and I thought, oh, yeah, this has got to go in Muzio. Nine mana artifact creature. I think believe it's a dragon. Um, it's yeah. a 5-5. Five, five. It has Flying Trample and Rampage 4. And for those of you who don't know what Rampage is... Uh, for every creature beyond the first one that's assigned to block Tika's dragon, the dragon gets plus four, plus four until the end of the turn. Yeah, you don't want to chump so, this. Yeah, yeah, nobody's chumping this. Or, no, well, it's... no, you can, you can block with one creature, but it has trample anyway. So if you block with the second creature, well, the second creature has to be a five, five for it to be worth it. Yeah. Like, how many big flying creatures are you going to give up to block this thing? You're just not. It's a five, five. Just... Just take the five, yeah. Yeah, take the or five or block with the one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I saw that and I'm like, oh, this has got to go in. I doubt that it's the best option, but I don't know. Come on, it was just, it was a blast. It, it just, yeah. I thought it was hysterical, so. Um, I guess my last question. Well, yeah. for one, uh, love that you've, you run the three Tron lines. Uh, of course. My last question is, uh, how have you run into a game where you've had Muzio out, but X would have been zero. Like, I haven't. Like, have you, you, you're always, like, you've got enough artifacts in here that you're hitting at, like, either one, two, or three early on? Yes. I had okay. um, one of the early activations, I think it was, was it Semblance Anvil or... I can't remember what it was. I thought it was a three-mana artifact. Um, so I spent four to look at the top three cards. And I think it ended up being a soul ring. Nice. And I'm like, well, okay, so it only costs one. So it wasn't helping the cause as far as drawing bigger. But, I mean, 
you know, it was early in the game. I'm not going to complain about an extra two mana. So right, especially you know. if you're doing it uh, at the end of the you know player four's uh, turn, then right. you're get, essentially just getting it for free at that point. Yeah, you know, like sure think, you're spending four mana, but like you're getting it for free. Right. One of the uh, one of the inside game things that I want to I want to see happen at some point is to uh, look at the top X cards and realize, oh, I threw one of these at the bottom of the library earlier from a Mucio activation. I would love that. Um, there are very few shuffle effects in the deck, so uh, it's it's something that could happen, but I think that's going to involve a, an unwinding clock and and probably have to change Mucio around so that I can activate him multiple times. So, um, But we'll see. All right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk about the OPP category because I just saw it, um, and okay. uh, it's freaking wild. Uh, okay. The OPP, shrewd negotiation. The idea was uh, I'm going to give you a thopter, and I'm going to take your best thing. because going to take your great hand. Target artifact. Target, change control, target artifact I control, or target artifact or creature. I don't oh. control. So I don't have to take your artifact. So I don't have to give you a Thopter and take your Soul Ring. I can give you a Thopter and take your biggest, baddest, nastiest creature. And now it's mine. Um, so that one was nice. Uh, shifting loyalties. Change control of two target permanents that share a card type. So that's just swapping artifacts. But again, I can swap a Thopter for something much better. Uh, binding Grasp. Gain control of an enchanted creature gets plus zero plus one. Um, it's there, uh, yeah. and then acquire. Uh, search an opponent's library for an artifact. Put that card into into play under my control. Then the player shuffles his or her library. Um, I will tell you already in just the games I've played. Acquire shifting loyalties and shrewd negotiation have all have all been played. Um, other than. I mean, they're there because I want to take away the threat. So uh, I, I'm not sure that shifting loyalties really makes sense. And I don't know that acquire makes sense either because, you know, a lot of people really hate it when you grab their library and start looking through. Now I'm going to see everything you've got coming. I now see every single card in your deck. And then I'm going to pick what I think is the best one or the one I like the most and do that. So I'm not sure that Acquire stays in the deck. Uh, Binding Grasp almost definitely shouldn't be in the deck. It has nothing to do with artifacts. Um, I think, yeah. So. I, 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 so I like the idea of this category. Right. Yeah. Because, like, I like the idea that you're going to be taking, you know, their five or f six mana artifact and then yeah. using Mootsia, like, just using <laughs> yes. it to, like, boost Mootsia, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like you're gonna take, you know, their their great henge, and now your X is eight. Um, yes. And I think like acquire, like I don't know, like I hear I hear what you're saying about yeah. you know it, people being upset that you're grabbing their library and like using sure like seeing their like surprises, but like I don't know how often are you actually surprised about anything that comes out of anybody's deck? Uh, well, and and to be fair. I'm going to take the one card, and you're going to shuffle your library. And by the time your turn comes around, I'm going to have forgotten what was in your deck right. anyway. So, I mean, you know, I am I am no pro-level player who's now constantly working out 
the, the 60 plus, 70 plus cards I just saw and, and always keeping all of them in mind whenever I make any of my plays. That's just not me. Right. So. And I think like overall too, like it's, it's, I don't know, like it's, it's not so feel bad. Like if they're feeling like absolutely terrible about it, like it's kind of on them at that point. Like right. they, like your games shouldn't be so surprising, you know, yeah. like. Like, there are, like, some cool interactions and stuff, but, like, searching through a deck, you're not going to necessarily see those uh, sure. off the bat. Yeah. Uh, I would say keep acquire because I love that. Like, I love <laughs> the idea that you could just be like, okay, who's got the, the, the cityscape leveler? You know, like, that type of thing where it's just like, all right, who's got this thing that could either be an answer uh, or uh, just be a big, big, big circle with a number in it? Uh, right and um you know i i i think it's a very interesting take on a tutor as well like it's yeah like we like you and i generally don't play tutors because they end up being yeah you're looking for the same card every time but if i'm tutoring out of your deck then yeah like it's 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 that chaos it's it's you you've got an extra copy of somebody else's card rather than you've got an extra copy of your own card yeah Um, so. The key with acquire is make your decision fast. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, you could sit there all day and stare at their cards and try and figure it out. Just don't bother. Yeah, know what that's artifacts that's do. That's that's find uh, an artifact that looks cool. Keep going. Make your decisions quick and then wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. we we did a deck tale for the first time in a long time. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's been a couple months. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll we'll be back next week with another episode. For sure, we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about. I don't know. Uh, oh, it feels good to be back. So, uh, we'll we'll wrap this one up. We got a, a deck list in the description or whatever uh, show notes uh, through whatever platform you yeah. are listening or watching this through. Uh, we've got a YouTube <laughs> if you didn't know, so go check that out. Uh, it's got our beautiful faces. Um, what else? Uh, we have we have Blue Sky now, so that's cool. Um, nice. Uh, By the way, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've ever done a maybe board. There's a bunch of cards in there. At some point, some of those may get swapped in or swapped out. There were just other cards as I was looking through that I thought, ooh, this could make the cut. We'll see. Yeah. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, check out the check out the, yep. the 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 deck list below. It may have updated since now. So. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Uh, share us with all your friends. Uh, we're Tumble of Fallspot. We're, t- we're, we're Tumble of Fallspot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, thank you again for listening, watching, whatever. Uh, have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Uh, like a video there, leave some comments for more casual enjoyment.
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!